When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. So the Brooklyn Nets get the win, and the Pistons fall short once again. 118 to 112 is our final. That is how it sounded. 97 won the ticket in Detroit. A loss of historic proportions. The Detroit Pistons now on a 27-game losing streak, tying the longest in NBA history. In a single season, they can go for the overall record, which they will inevitably get on Thursday when they play at the best team in the NBA. That would be 28. That's a record that the 2014-2015 Philadelphia 76ers have reached Courtney Cronin and Mike Rothstein with you with his breaking news on Wednesday morning on sportsmen like ESPN radio and the ESPN app. We're also over on ESPN two until 8 a.m. The show, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. We weren't going to start with the Pistons today. We were going to start with Aaron Rodgers and what he said on the Pat McAfee show, because there's a lot to unpack there. It's the middle of the NFL season. But like Mike, we I'm so happy that we have Javante in studio. Like, we're just, like, not going to waste any more time here. We're going to bring Javante in now because <laughs> this is a loss of historic proportions. I just this I need to Javante's get the pulse. I need this to get the pulse moment. on the fan base. I know we have boots on the ground in, in Bristol, Connecticut. But nonetheless, boots on the ground. Javante, can we, get, uh, can we get your reaction to what happened last night? Still losing. Still starving and losing. <laughs> I mean, I need a little bit more than yeah, that. That's like, it? last You're- night was awful. Cade Cunningham, their best player, actually tried in this game. He had 41 points, 36 in the second half. He doesn't get the last second shot. And then they end up losing 118-112 to the Brooklyn Nets, a team that they've faced twice within the last week. I I remember getting this push notification because I was watching the Bulls game last night. They've won nine of their last 13. They started out on a similar trajectory to the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons actually, one of their last wins that they had in this season. They're 2-27 and 27 at this point, I believe. Uh, like One of their early wins was the Chicago Bulls. And so I see this and I get like really excited, kind of in a sadistic way, because I'm like, oh man, Javante's going to be amped for this moment, Mike Rothstein. If that's all we get, Javante, they lost? Can I get a little bit more passion from the only Detroit Pistons fan at ESPN Radio? Probably some more around here. Maybe not anymore at the uh, setting the record. But, you know, (laughs) it's it's positivity in this. You know, you set records. You got Kay Cunningham out there. Still have Eminem in Detroit. Still have Big Sean out there. You know, still still some positivity out there. All right. are, Are you the owner of the Pistons here? Javante, because you're talking about positivity with the Pistons, a team that is two and twenty-seven, a team that their arena is really nice. I covered the Pistons when I lived in Detroit a little bit back in the Blake Griffin era, when that place would be like a quarter full, and they were a fringe playoff team. Like, are you also now the only person going to Pistons games when you go back to Detroit, Javante? Like, are you it? Are you like that one guy in the section at this point? I mean, yeah, at this point, I probably get floor seats for like ten dollars. 
<laughs> Sounds like a bargain to me. You wouldn't come with me, Michael? Uh, yeah, I actually would. Well, so they, the Pistons, so again, I lived in Detroit and in Ann Arbor for 12 years. I actually enjoyed going to Pistons games. And the Pistons were here. They played the Hawks in, like, in Atlanta like a couple of weeks ago. And I actually wanted to go, but my hookup for tickets couldn't make it happen. So, And I was just like, I'm not actually going to pay to watch the Pistons play basketball. But you, you were talking before about like positivity. The Pistons owner, Tom Gores, uh, well, he might live in your land of uh, delusional positivity as well. Here, yeah. Here's what he had to say. We have a good core. We have a good foundation. We have these, all these young players, and we have flexibility. So we have to not panic and do the right thing, execute, and have urgency. So that's our, that's our balance. You know, we have to thread the needle to create urgency, create change because we're not where we need to be. But don't don't ruin the, the ship, the boat here. It's it's pretty good. What? Okay. It's pretty good. Don't rock the boat <laughs> is what the owner of the Detroit Pistons had to say. <laughs> Meanwhile, when you when you're listening to this game on TV and you can hear the ambient crowd noise, this is what the fans were chanting inside of Little Caesars Arena. There's Cade. Yeah, it looks like Bridges flicked it. Bridges flicked it and Redirected it, and I don't know if Kate last touched it or not, but that's a big, big loss of possession in that situation. You heard that on Bally Sports Detroit, and I know they weren't intentionally with the you know the defense thing, like the the noise that you heard there in the background, but it yeah. worked so perfectly, Mike, in oh, succession with the sell the team chance that. I thought that was a calculated moment. I'm sure there are some people who work in the Detroit Pistons organization <laughs> who are in line with the fans and how they view this thing right now. And I just, like, when is the bleeding going to stop? They're 2-28 and 28 right now. They're scheduled over the next couple of games. I'll read it to you. At Boston on Thursday, that's a loss. Sure. Toronto has been kind of all over the place, probably a loss that's at home. At the Rockets, at Utah, at Golden State, at Denver, Sacramento, and then the one chance they're going to have, in my opinion, Wednesday, January 10th, at home against the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs have been awful this year, but that's by design. They are a young team. They got the number one pick for a reason in the NBA draft. Victor Wembanyama was not supposed to be on a team that wins this year, but even that team, which I believe they have like four or five wins right now, probably is going to be favored in this game when they go to Detroit on the road on January 10th more than the team that's playing at home and still apparently has a pretty good crowd showing up night in and night out to Little <laughs> Caesars Arena. Well, the arena is great. The arena is gorgeous. They built it, what, a half decade ago. It's right downtown. If they were still playing in the Palace, which is out in Auburn Hills, Michigan, it's in the Burbs, it's hard to get to, there would be as many people that it takes to put on unsportsmanlike here that's how many people would be in the crowd like you saw the if you saw the photos of the panthers falcons football game in carolina in a downpour that i covered and there were like probably five to six thousand people it felt like in the entire stadium you probably would have had the equivalent of that because that's like a sixty-five thousand person stadium the equivalent of that at the palace in auburn hills michigan so they're going to get a little more a few more people plus it's a holiday week people are home so maybe they, they don't exactly have to go to work, so they're like, sure, we'll go. Or, Courtney, what used to happen when I co- – again, when I was living in Detroit, sometimes you would go 
to see the opponent. Like when the Lakers would come to town or the Warriors would come to town, you're like, I want to go see Kobe. I want to go see Steph. You know, that that type of thing versus actually wanting to see the product that the home team is putting on because the product the home team is putting on right now is just really poor. This is I, I know a lot about this team, Courtney, unfortunately. Like this takes up way too much of my brain space. This is a team that really had a Troy Weaver got a ton of first round picks. They jettisoned the whole roster. They went through coaches. They hired Dwayne Casey to kind of help with the rebuild. Then they got rid of Dwayne Casey and hired Monty Williams to an insanely large contract that he is not fulfilling and they can't get out of, even though it seems like you can't reach young players. Like they have Kate Cunningham, the former number one overall pick. And I'll be honest, one of their better young players, Sadiq Bey, they traded to Atlanta. So I don't know what Troy Weaver and Monty Williams are doing, but it ain't working. So I don't know what Tom Gores was talking about. Yeah, me neither. I think there's a little bit of level of delusion. He actually didn't blink in that video, which I know you heard the sound there. And if you're driving this morning listening to us on the ESPN app or on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, um, just pull over at some point and just Google that video because it was quite scary watching him try to sell us on something that literally is completely false. Um, so the Pistons have been the hot ticket for the wrong reasons, hot ticket Brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. Let's hear from Monty Williams, the head coach in his first year with the Detroit Pistons. You go from Phoenix and all of that to this. Here's what he had to say about how the losing streak is wearing on him personally. Nobody wants this kind of thing attached to them. You know, I, I was brought in here to, to change this thing. It's probably the most on me than anybody. You know, the players are playing their hearts out. I got to get them in a position where they don't feel tight or heavy. You know, it's where we are. That's the reality of the situation. And one of those players that he's talking about is Cade Cunningham, who we mentioned 41 points, nine rebounds, five assists on 15 of 21 shooting. That should be enough for a win last night. I mean, the Nets aren't a great team either, but the fact that that isn't enough to break this streak isn't enough I mean you see the bags that people are wearing on their heads to sell the team stuff like this is I don't know when it's going to get better I don't know how it gets better like that's what my question is for for those of you listening right now Dr. Pepper call in line 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 what do the Pistons need to do to exercise this losing streak and its demons. Do you sage the stadium? Do you end up trading someone like Cade Cunningham? Do you sacrifice a little Caesar's pizza at <laughs> mid, at center court? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is here because like Monty Williams doesn't have panic in his voice, Mike. Like I understand that, but like at some point it, you, he's out of answers right now. Like you have players who are actually trying in these losses. And if that's not enough, you're going to end up losing the locker room to a point where guys are going to be making business decisions about how hard they want to play come January, which is sure. not even the true midpoint of the season. Well, wait, I, I need to know what, so would sacrificing a little Caesars pizza at mid court, would that just be, eating it or would no, that be taking, leaving it to rot in the middle of the court like what would sacrificing a pizza mean it's, I've it's never the heard one that. with the pretzel crust that they advertise on tv it's taking one of those and then lighting it on fire at midcourt because it's probably better than eating something okay with like the way that. the pistons um, season has been yeah. going wouldn't that just catch 
that mean the court would catch on fire and then they'd have bigger problems? Could things be worse than that? I mean, that might actually. I mean, then like, they wouldn't have to them, play. Maybe they need maybe to change the scenery. I, I don't know that. Yeah, then they can go play at the Chrysler Center, or they can put a court in Ford Field, I guess, maybe in like one of their conference rooms because that's the amount of fans that'll show up. I. I don't know, but it, it's terrible. It's awful. It's no good. It's very bad. It's all of those things uh, when you're talking about the Detroit Pistons. And they, Mon- you heard Monty Williams, Courtney, say, I was brought in to make things better. Well, congratulations, Monty. You've made it worse. Yeah, and he's got a and long I, contract you're and he not, got paid to yeah, come to Detroit. They're kind of – I mean, unless Tom Gores is willing to you know, move on from that contract, they're stuck with Monty Williams for a, while, for a bit. So – do you need to bring in more of a veteran team so maybe his message gets across to veterans versus a young team where it's maybe clearly not happening? Plus, if you want to talk about maybe having to blow it up again, they just did that. Mm-hmm. That's how they got guys like Isaiah Stewart. Like that, That's how they got guys like Cade Cunningham. That's how they got this really young roster that they have, and they were hoping they can gel together. I mean, Killian Hayes is a guy that they drafted that, you know, frankly, I don't know if he's working out uh, as a point guard. But they did that already, and that was the plan under Troy Weaver. Maybe you need to move on from Troy Weaver as well. Like, and I don't like calling for people's jobs, but this is terrible. Yeah, there's there's no end in sight for this, and that's the scary thing. It's also kind of the intriguing thing. I'm sorry, Javante, but I know this is going to be top of mind until they win a game at some point here, if it does happen. I mean, that's weird to say if. I know it's an 81-game season. Eventually it'll happen, hopefully before January 10th, but – this uh, losing streak, no end in sight. No, the that Detroit game Pistons, against the Jazz. Maybe. I, mean, the, I know it's on the road. The, jazz also, the, the jazz, jazz also beat them a couple weeks ago when they were sitting. They were down like eight rotational players. So I don't know if that's even a gimme for this it's Detroit not. team that dropped its 27th straight game on Tuesday night. That's the second longest streak in NBA, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball history. So of the big four, they only trail the 76ers who lost 28 consecutive games, which spans the 2014-15 season and then into the next season the following year. We want you to be a part of of the unsportsmanlike nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the ice-cold taste of a Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Let us know what this team needs to do to stop this losing streak. Is there any logical solution for the Detroit Pistons in not reaching the depths of NBA history in the wrong way? It feels like the state cannot get, have nice things. You've got the Lions doing great stuff, clinching the NFC North for the first time in 30 years. It wasn't even the NFC North the last time that they won the division, but then on the other side of that, just a couple miles away, over at Little Caesars Arena, you've got losing happening at a historic clip. All right, switching gears when we come back. NFL action, Aaron Rodgers continuing to make headlines on the Pat McAfee show. You're going to want to hear what he had to say yesterday coming off of what he said the last week. That's coming up next in Sportsman like ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. 14 weeks uh, tomorrow from my surgery and you know, being medically cleared as 100% uh, healed is just uh, not realistic in 14 weeks. Three months listening to this guy talk about how he's going to come back. He absolutely needs attention like you and I need oxygen. It was a week ago today that Aaron Rodgers' 21-day window to be activated off of injured reserve and to the active roster closed, and the Jets actually did just that. They put him on the active roster at the cost of cutting another player. He's not going to play for the rest of the season. We knew that because he went on the Pat McAfee show and said that he is not 100%, would not be medically cleared, yet somehow he found his way onto the active roster, which he said was not his decision. Mike Rothstein, Courtney Cronin, filling in for Evan Canty and Michelle on Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And during his weekly appearance, Mike, on Mm -hmm. the Pat McAfee show, I'm still, and I'm laughing during the rejoin because I heard Dan Graziano talking about how Aaron Rodgers needs attention the way that you and I need oxygen. And that's how I felt last Tuesday when I heard him say there was never really any realistic chance that he was going to get 100% medically cleared from a ruptured Achilles to come back and play. But I actually kind of feel for him in this instance because it wasn't his decision to go onto the active roster. Like, I, this is the first time, like, breaking news. I mean, we're just talking about the Detroit Pistons and their 27-game losing streak reaching historical proportions. (laughs) This is another breaking news moment where I actually empathize with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, see, I've actually empathized with Aaron Rodgers a few times over the last few years because I I think he's had – he's gotten – Somewhat of an unfair rap here and there. Like, you know, people were making fun of the ayahuasca treatments. Well, guess what? That seemed to work for him. People were making fun of the darkness retreat. Well, guess what? That worked for him mentally. Like, I think that he's trying different things and he's attempting his own way to, to get to a mental space that he needs. And, you know, people are just taking shots at him left and right. I don't necessarily think that's fair. But in this case, Courtney, in this case, he had no say over this. You know, because the team is going to do what they're going to do. Yes, he does have a lot of power in that organization. Yes, we know that part of why maybe Woody Johnson is like all in on Joe Douglas and Robert Saul is the fact that Aaron Rodgers really wants to work with these people and they traded so much for him, Courtney. But at the end of it, it's still Joe Douglas and Robert Saul making decisions. And if they say, no, we're doing this, 
what's Aaron Rodgers going to say? No, do not activate me. I'm going to retire. Like that seems <laughs> like that's going to bite off your hand despite your face. Yeah, especially when he said last week that 2024 would not be his last season. So that would be quite an about face. But according to Aaron Rodgers, it was not his decision to be activated off of injured reserve. This is what he had to say yesterday on the Pat McAfee show about being overruled in that decision. You know, it, it's an interesting spot for me because I'm basically just saying, hey, IR, right? This is, you know, this season, uh, you know, is over for me. Uh, again, I got overruled. So because of that, I was on the practice field. I loved the practice. Didn't want it to be at the expense, of, you know, of a teammate. But uh, again, that's out of my control. What confused me last week, so I'm walking out of the Chicago Bears facility after I wrapped up practice and media availability for the day and I see the tweet alert from the Jets that we have activated Aaron Rodgers to the 53-man roster and I sent a text to a league source asking is there anything he would have within his contract that he would have to be on the active roster for I don't know I mean a certain amount of time in order for the incentive to hit and then of course I'm like no obviously not because we know how his contract was structured he's not a vested veteran like Nick Bowden the fullback who ended up getting released in order to create the space for Aaron Rodgers on the roster, on the active roster, Bowden ends up getting onto the practice squad. So they brought him back. Like there wasn't any sort of financial commitment that had to happen. And the jets felt like they were doing right by Aaron Rodgers by activating him. And and Rodgers went on to say that he didn't feel like he needed to, to, to be on the active roster to continue his rehab, to be doing like practice with his right. teammates, which that's why he's on the active roster. If he wasn't going to play this year, the Jets could have just had him off to the side continuing to do his rehab. We know that for, you know, it was like three or four weeks after he had the surgery, he was back in Florham Park with the team. That wouldn't have well, changed had they just sent him to season-ending IR, which is why I don't understand why they did it in the first place. My, my own... The- the only hypothesis I would have here as to why, and I'm like 99% sure this is accurate, so let's just give me, give me the 1% pe- period of grace here, Courtney, is if Aaron Rodgers is on injured reserve again, he cannot throw with teammates. He cannot be in a situation where he can work with other guys that are on the active roster. So to me, maybe that is what Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are thinking is like, okay, as you're thinking for 2024, because you know you're coming back in 2024, we know we're going to be back in 2024. We want to at least maybe the last week, be able to have you work with some of the younger guys that maybe you didn't get as many reps with on the offense to start to build that chemistry. That said, you can do that once the season's over also. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you need to do that under the like guise of practice. He has like, enough money I don't, where I don't he can know what fly people there. to wherever he wants in the off season to have these throwing sessions. We know right. that quarterbacks organize these all the time. It's going to be 2024 soon, and like some of these guys may not even be on the roster with him next year. We know that you know he and Garrett Wilson were able to establish an off-field chemistry before they built their on-field chemistry throughout OTAs, mini camp, training camp. 
Aaron Rodgers very clearly has the capability of doing all of those things. And I feel I feel for him because it looks he's being made out in this situation, which, again, I feel weird, like empathizing with him. But like he's being painted out to be the bad guy here with a decision that wasn't his to make. He said he wanted to go on injured reserve for some reason. And Joe Douglas has not spoken about this. Robert Sala really didn't have too much to say other than like that's a decision that the team made. But for some reason, the Jets figured it was better for him to be on the active roster. While he's still not 100% to go full go, he's in practice. He's been in this ramp-up period now for over three and a half weeks. Yet he's still not able to do all of the things that he's going to be able to do once fully healthy. And, And that's the thing. Like One more thing from Aaron Rodgers here on the Pat McAfee show. Like, he will always be a controversial, polarizing figure, but the people that are criticizing him here, I think we're sometimes lumping in all of the other things we may or may not like about Aaron Rodgers, his stance on the vaccine, his stance going after other players for their stance on the vaccine, some of the controversial or at least, you know, the holistic treatments that he's that he's taken part in, which you mentioned, ayahuasca retreats, going on the darkness retreat. All of those things are things that make him different. And that's why yep. some people choose to not like him. But it should that should be separate from how you view him in this situation, considering this was completely out of his hands. But but when when in the course of social media humanity, which is the last 10 years, have we really been able to do that as a culture? Like ever since Twitter X, Twix. I mean, there's no nuance to conversation. No, there's not. There's not new. It's social media. It's interesting. I actually read a Wall Street Journal article that a friend of mine sent to me yesterday about how some people are using social media less and how it's kind of become a little bit toxic. I'm actually going to grab my phone because there was a line in there that cracked me up, Courtney, and it. And I say this only because. Uh, it, it fits in this situation, right? Mm-hmm. In that it, the line was basically this, and it was from this Wall Street Journal story. He prefers one and one on one and group chats, what he calls quote private networking. The last I checked, Courtney, that was called having a conversation with someone. When did that become private networking? What are we talking about here? When did we get to this point as a culture? Yeah, I mean, I I know where it's coming from in terms of what Aaron Rodgers is referring to, how he's getting dunked on again and again from this. I mean, you see it on just ever, about every national network. He's Anytime he talks, it's national news. And, and he invited that. But this time, I find myself siding with him, which is just a weird place to be in because he has said some things that are so out there that I'm like, wait a second, I don't, I don't want to associate with this. But this wasn't his choice in the first place. I don't know why the Jets did it. I don't know if we'll ever really find that out. But it, what we do know is that he is taking a step further towards being healthy and we'll see during the 2024 offseason where he's at truly when we can evaluate how what, what his movement looks like and so on and so forth all right straight ahead here on Unsportsman like Courtney Cronin Mike Rothstein filling in for the crew on this Wednesday morning has the pressure for the Dallas Cowboys ramped up we'll get into that next after Mike has this from O'Reilly Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for do-it-right deals today. When is the last time you changed your antifreeze? Antifreeze may lose its ability to protect against freezing over time. Checking your antifreeze and performing regular coolant flushes can help extend engine life. Right now, save 2 bucks on Xerox, OE antifreeze, and coolant. Don't miss do-it-right deals at O'Reilly Auto Parts or on O'ReillyAuto.com. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. 29 yards on the right hash. Here's the kick, and it's good as time expires, and the Dolphins, they win the game 22-20. to We'll have to build off it. We'll have to use the good, make sure we uh, get better from the things that weren't up to standard. Tough one coming up on Saturday for the Dallas Cowboys, hoping that they don't fall into Eagles territory with a third straight loss. They've got the Detroit Lions coming to town, the newly minted NFC North champion Detroit Lions. That's the Saturday night game. Mike and I were just talking about this. I was like, wait a second, did that game get flexed into Sunday night? But no, we have Saturday football for a third consecutive week. That is the Saturday night game on ESPN and over on ABC. So make sure to tune into that. We'll also have you covered here on ESPN radio. But Mike, I, I look at this Lions or this Lions team, like what they're doing and riding high at this moment and to the point where you've got Mike McCarthy calling out, this is the biggest test that they have this season. Like where did Dallas go from where they were a couple weeks ago against Buffalo? floundering on the road against Miami, a close loss to where it almost feels like this might be make or break for them going into the final stretch of the season. I don't know. That's at least the way that they're painting it up down well, in Dallas. Sure. They're going to paint it like that because it's probably make or break for them to win a division title yeah. and therefore get at least one, if not two home games at, or, and really have any shot at home field advantage that it's make or break for that for Dallas. But no, this isn't make or break. This is also a little, of, a little bit of uh, hyperbole, or as it's actually pronounced, hyperbole, because the NFL is really 17 or 18, because there's 18 weeks now, week-long soap operas that are kind of loosely interconnected. That's really what the NFL has turned into. So this feels like that because of the pressure involved. But no, this isn't make or break for Dallas. Both these teams are going to the playoffs. They may very well play again. But that game will be in Detroit instead of in Dallas, mm-hmm. more than likely, unless Dallas wins the NFC East. And even then, it still may be in Detroit. But 
Yeah, th- this doesn't feel make or break to me, Courtney, but I do think it might be their biggest test in a couple of months, probably since they played the Niners, because yeah. the Lions very well could be better than Miami and better than Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They were in our power rankings yesterday. They both, were. You, both you and I had them at number three on Sportsman like Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein sitting in for the crew on this Wednesday morning. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they could be in that spot. And it's interesting when you hear, and we're going to hear from Jerry Jones in a, in a moment, but when Mike McCarthy talks about the magnitude of this game, you know, we use that proverbial measuring stick to to figure out where a team's going to go. I mean, this is their last big chance before they get into the postseason to prove that they can beat a good team. Here's Mike McCarthy during his Tuesday press conference on how he views the Lions and what this type of challenge is going to be for Dallas going back home. Well, I think this will be our biggest challenge of the year. It's my personal opinion. Uh, you know, some people may do- differ you know as far as Philadelphia the, the past games but um, just based off what we've seen on video I, I think it's, this is gonna be this is gonna be a heck of a game and I think he has that mindset because of what we saw defensively from the Lions on the road in Minnesota so the Lions have back-to-back road games they go from playing the Vikings down to Dallas this week in week 17 and that's a defense that's learning how to travel four sacks yeah. of Nick Mullins four interceptions last week to do that now against Dak Prescott in this offense, which we know is, is you know, averaging about 40 points per game at home, if they're able to come away with numbers like that, then I think the conversation on Detroit has changed from this was a middling uh, you know, middling defense, floundering at moments. Aaron Glenn hasn't figured out how to use his personnel to run you know, his scheme. Like That all changes if they go down to Dallas and do what they've done in the last couple of games to a team that very well could win its division just like they just did. Without question, but I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I think their defense on the road has actually been fairly good this year. They held Kansas City in the season opener to 20 points. Sure, no Travis Kelsey, and we've seen what the Kansas City offense can look like now, but they held them to 316 yards total and 20 points. Green Bay, they went on the road there. They held Green Bay to 230 total yards and 20 points. They held the Bucks to six points and 251 yards. Like, that was early in the season. So Yeah, but that was earlier this been, year. I mean, we've yeah. seen them. Like, look oh, what yeah. they did in Chicago a couple weeks ago. They let the Bears score 28 points. They did, they did let the Bears score 28 points. That is fair. And they gave up 336 yards. But those games happened, too. I'm just saying that we have seen this before. They went through their lulls. They gave up 38 to the Chargers and 421 yards. But... That was when the Chargers were good for a week. But they still lost. The thing is that this team has shown they can do it both ways, right? Mm-hmm. They can win high pa- – when talking about Detroit, they can win big kind of high-powered offense games, and they can also win more defensive struggles. Like that win in Tampa Bay was a 20-6 to win. They beat the Falcons 20-6 to at home. And they've shown they can do this kind of both ways a little bit, which makes the Lions a very interesting team come playoff time because – both of those sides of the ball have shown that they can really carry a team, and we don't see that from a lot of teams in the NFL. So you heard Mike McCarthy there, and he said it was his own personal opinion. Some people are going to say that that Philly game earlier this season was their litmus test, and and, and they aced that, the one that they won, the one that was at home a couple of weeks ago. Jerry Jones, on the other hand, says that the position his team is currently in is one that he wouldn't trade for anything. I wouldn't trade. I really wouldn't, uh, reasonably. 
uh, in an either or, being being uh, trying to be as realistic as I could. Uh, I wouldn't trade our position uh, for a better one today. Uh, and it has everything to do with how healthy we are at key spots. That was Jerry Jones in his <laughs> weekly appearance on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Injuries, you know, the, the health of the sure. team right now, I mean, he's right. Like, you know, there are a lot of teams, like the Cleveland Browns, for example, they look like a playoff team. They can win or tie this weekend. They're in. But their injuries could be what derails them down the stretch. Dallas has been relatively healthy. I know that they ended up having some cornerback injuries earlier this season, the one that Trayvon Diggs that felt like a devastating blow at the time, but they've overcome that. Everywhere else, though, I, I get where Jerry Jones is there. And you you don't want to trade that for for just anything right. because if you're trading that and saying okay well maybe we won a home we won a road game if that's like the logic here that if you had to like go one or the other okay maybe we're not as healthy but we can perform on the road i think you'd rather have health more than anything else because at the end of the day that's what could break your identity more than you know the inability to score and keep games close away from AT&T stadium well, the NFL, more than anything else, Courtney, you know this. You cover the Bears and have covered the, and covered the Vikings before. I cover the Falcons and covered the Lions before. We've been around the NFL for about a decade each, at least, that in an NFL season, attrition ends up being mm-hmm. kind of how teams reach the playoffs. And certainly, teams reach the Super Bowl because, as cliche as it is, and I'm going to use a cliche, so cliche alert. I Pat, I don't know if you guys have a cliche alert button, but... You know, the NFL has a 100% injury rate. We've heard that from every coach and every player throughout the course of humanity in the NFL. But it's also true, and you can see it nowhere else other than the quarterback position this Mm -hmm. year, is that the teams that end up being the healthiest often end up being able to push their way toward the Super Bowl, toward a conference championship game. So I get what Jerry Jones is saying there, Courtney. Mm -hmm. However, I laughed for people on TV or maybe even people on the radio that heard it when we were listening to Jerry Jones because my brain for like a split second went back to the Tom Gores quote from the top (laughs) of the hour where like, you know, they're terrible. But he's like, everything's fine. We're good. I'm not going to trade anything. I was like, Jerry, I think you trade situations with San Francisco right now. I'm just saying. I you might trade situations with Baltimore. would be willing to do that because those are yeah. the number one overall seeds <laughs> that currently stands in the AFC and the NFC. But he is right. Dak is playing at a level that we haven't seen from him in his career, and he's healthy. That is important at this right. point of the season. Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Speaking of Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, is he the MVP? We respect it or we check it. Coming up next, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Respect it. Or check it. On Unsportsmanlike. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein, sitting in for Evan Canty and Michelle on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Time for a little respect it or check it. Pat Costello, our producer in Bristol, welcome on in. Where are we starting this morning? Howdy, howdy. The Detroit Pistons are the worst team in NBA history. Respect it or check it, Courtney. Well, technically, no. And by terms of the losing streak, that belongs to the 2014-15 and then losing streak that bled into the next season. That's the Philadelphia 76ers. But the way in which they're losing games, where you have guys still trying, still trying amid a 27-game losing streak. Kate Cunningham had 41 points last night. Like, at some point, it will, they will break the record. At some point, it's going to get into the 30s. At that point, they will be the worst team in NBA history, but not just yet. You've got to reach it of, like, the worst historical proportions for me to go there. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet, but they can get there. They can get there. <laughs> Pistons, Tom Gores, everything's fine. Like, I feel like I'm saying this. Like, there's the fire in the background. I'm the, the thing with the meme with the, the dog. But you're not quite... The Charlotte Bob, the 2011 2012 Charlotte Bobcats yet who went seven and fifty nine, seven and fifty nine, but Javante have have faith yeah. they can get there and if that happens they're the worst team in they're NBA nine and sixty four in 2023 so that's dating back to last season uh, as well so that's a calendar year 123 win percentage. Bad, but not of, like, true historical, historical, worst of the worst. Nobody else touches it. You win the loser of the century award, which they'll get. They'll get. I'm sorry, Javante. They'll get that eventually. <laughs> Here's, by the way, that, that 2011-12 Bobcats team, if you want to make a comparison to this Pistons team, they had Kemba Walker on it, like a young Kemba Walker. Like, you got to wonder if, like, Kemba Walker, Kate Cunningham, they maybe talk and be like, listen, it'll get better, I promise, because Kemba ended up being an all right NBA player. Yeah, been there, done that. All right, Pat, what's next? Lamar Jackson is the NFL MVP. Respect or check it? Uh, I, I respect it. I think right now, yeah. I mean, you, you can make that argument as of today, as of December 27th, 2023, you can say that. But at Dece- on December 20th, 2023, I don't think I would have said it. And we'll see what happens on January 3rd, 2023. Whether I would say it. But right now, yeah, he is. And he's playing at a very high level. And we're seeing, I think, the most complete Lamar Jackson as a quarterback that we've seen in his time in the NFL. Yeah, I'll respect it. And this has changed so much in the month of December. You had Dak Prescott entering the month with his odds, like, you know, ahead of Lamar Jackson. Uh, Right now you can see it, 180, minus 180 for Lamar Jackson. He went from plus 450 to minus 180 in a week. Christian McCaffrey right behind him. But... There's been so much jockeying of positioning. It was Dak, and then it was Brock Purdy, and Dak flipping spots, and now that Lamar Jackson had an awesome game in a nationally televised game on Christmas Day, he ends up jumping into that leader, uh, you know, the number one spot on the leaderboard. There's still time for this to change, though. If Dak has an awesome game against the Detroit Lions and they end up shutting down that defense, then who's to say that he doesn't end up back in the leader spot going into Week 18? But, yeah, for, for me, Lamar right now is the MVP, and he's deserved it. He's played better football collectively in this season than his unanimous 2019 MVP season. All right, next. Joe Flacco has been better for the Browns than Deshaun Watson. Respect it or check it. I'll respect it in the sense that consistently in the four or five games that we've seen, 
He's throwing for over 300 yards. He's throwing multiple touchdowns a game. Yeah, he's due for a clunker interception. But to watch him and this offense overcome all of the injuries, Mike, that they have been dealt with, I mean, he's the fourth quarterback to start and win games for this Browns team. If they win this weekend, if they tie, they're in the playoffs. So, yeah, in availability is your best ability in the NFL. Deshaun Watson has not consistently shown that for the Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco coming off the couch has. Without question, I respect it because also Deshaun Watson threw for zero 300-yard games this season (laughs) with the Cleveland Browns when he was playing. Yes, there were injuries, but don't forget, too, he threw interceptions in four of the six games that he played, including a game where he only completed one pass. Again, in a win over Indianapolis where he got hurt. Like, nah. I'm... Deshaun Watson has not played well in Cleveland. Like, this is this could end up being the Detroit Pistons of contracts that they gave him here if it continues with Deshaun Watson. Joe goes out playing him. So, yeah, I respect it. Yeah, I mean, Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco are on a much different wavelength than the Amari Cooper-Deshaun Watson connection. They made history this past weekend in their win over the Houston Texans. And... I, I never saw that with your number one receiver and Deshaun Watson went healthy, but that one's an easy one for me. All right, Pat, what's next? The Philadelphia Eagles are overrated. Respect it or check it? I'm going to check it if only because I don't think that there's a point where people think that they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender at this point. I think they're in that next tier of teams behind Baltimore, behind San Francisco, probably on that same level of Detroit, of Miami, of Dallas, where there are some questions. And I would say Detroit's at the top of that class, followed by Miami. And that group right there, that feels where Philadelphia should be. And so I think they're properly rated at this point. I'll respect it. I do think they are overrated. And a lot of that has to do with their playoff positioning as it currently stands. They're the two seed. In the NFC, so they have, they they clinched their playoff berth. That was a couple weeks ago, but they have the strength of victory tiebreaker over the Lions, which is why you know Detroit currently at number three after clinching the NFC North. This is a team that we expected would make it back to the Super Bowl this year, and I do believe that that discourse around the around the Philadelphia Eagles centers on last year's team. It's like why can't they be that group? Well, that group was a lot different. That group was a lot better what we've seen offensively from Jalen Hurts and what we've seen from this defense that, yes, has been riddled with injury, but nowhere close to being as efficient and effective as they were last year. So I, I think they are overrated right now, and some of that isn't their fault, though, because nobody else in the NFC wants to be consistent. I mean, Dallas would be the two seed if they wouldn't have lost those two games to Buffalo and Miami. So that's a, that's a respect it for me. We've got time for one more? Yeah, one more. The Bears should not draft Caleb Williams, respect it or check it, Courtney. I will check it. I think you have the number one overall pick and you don't want to find yourself in that spot that often. It's something that, irrespective of what Justin Fields does, you can't pass up that opportunity. Yeah, I check it also. If you think that Caleb Williams can be a generational-type quarterback, and a lot of people in the league believe that, although there are some questions there, you cannot pass him up because Justin Fields, you kind of know what you have there for the good and the bad. So I check it. Dr. Pepper call in line is open. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888 729 3776. Why everything is going right 
for the Detroit Pistons except their ability to win games. I need you to tell me how they can exercise their demons and finally get a W in the win column. It's coming up next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Everything's fine. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.